You're listening to the Natasha Andreo Intuitive Podcast, a show dedicated to help you thrive on this beautiful earth as a spiritual being living a human experience. I'm here to take you on a journey from your heart to your home and teach you how the heavens above highlight the synchronicities that lead to abundance and magic. Every week, we will explore the nature of how our minds really work and provide you with steps that teach you how to create energetically aligned spaces in your life leading to fulfillment. If you're new here, then there's no better time to check out my free You Are Intuitive guide on my website, natashaandreo.com, to help you tap into your innately born gifts. I am your host, Natasha. Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of my podcast. I have purposely named my podcast Magic in the Home, Heart and the Heavens with the intention of educating and empowering my audiences about the many ways that your home and body have an influence over your life, including your health. In this episode, I'm going to cut to the chase on a topic that I feel really strongly about and I'm very passionate about, you'll soon see, because I have seen and experienced trends around me relating to something very particular and specific. And to be honest with you, more awareness needs to be put out there. So here I am doing my bit. I have titled this episode, Why Smelling Good Could Come With a Cost to Health, because unfortunately, there are too many people in our society, in my my family, my friendship circles, and Um, people that I know um, out and about in society that are using something called fragrance. And fragrance is a silent killer. Whether you like it or not, it is what it is. And there are scientific articles out there. There is research being conducted. And forgetting the science, all you have to do is look around and have a a ponder about or you know make the connection between people's health and the chemicals and their exposure to the environment that they are in just to see that there's something isn't right and something needs to change now flowers have always been associated with emotions we give flowers for celebrations for weddings for illness for death and funerals for decorations to brighten a room and to coax a person romantically Humans have always known the close link between flowers and our emotions. I like to speculate that flowers have masterminded their way into this world in order to proliferate their species. Not only do they transform for the insect to entrance and seduce, but they do the same to us with a different style of mind control. Don't you think? Fruity, floral, musky. From candles and cleaning products to lotions, soaps, lipsticks and colognes, we live in a scented world. But what is really lurking in the air? Now, something that is very relevant to all of our lives is that there is a connection between smell and memory. I mean, I'm sure you would pick up a perfume and it would maybe remind you of someone you might remind you of a grandmother or an auntie or you might walk past a particular tree like a gardenia tree and remember your childhood home may have had such a tree now scents bypass the thalamus in the brain and go straight to the smell center known as the olfactory bulb now the olfactory bulb is in the brain directly behind the ear and it's directly 
connected to the amygdala and the hippocampus, which might explain why the smell of something can so immediately trigger a detailed emotion or memory that you might have. Because modern day commercialism understands the link between flowers and our emotions, the last few decades in particular have certain companies or have seen certain companies maximizing their profits through fragrance. And dare I say that word because it is actually the most harmful thing you can have in your home and on your body. Unfortunately, in our current world, there are no state, federal or global authorities regulating the safety of fragrance chemicals. And proponents of the fragrance industry are projected to reach $92 billion fucking dollars globally by 2024. This is one of the biggest industries out there. We're putting this industry out there with pharmaceuticals and fast food. That is how big. And, and I'm pretty sure the wedding industry is just slightly under. So it kind of puts things into perspective. Now, fragrance products can certainly make us and the things in our home smell delightful. There's no doubt about that. And it's hard to deny what a smell of a freshly bathed baby, warm sheets out of the dryer and sparkling dishes, the feeling that they give us. Added scents and fragrances are great for making products seem more effective and healthier. And if you're like most people, you probably assume that fragrances are 100% safe and that's exactly what manufacturers want you to think. I mean, God knows I used to believe so. Unfortunately, fragrance is a silent and invisible killer. Now, why should you be concerned about this? Well, the truth is that fragrance actually have something in them that contain endocrine disrupting chemicals. And these chemicals change the way your hormones in your body are supposed to work. They are like natural hormones, even small levels of endocrine disrupting chemicals can affect your bodily functions. Hormones are made by endocrine glands, such as the ovaries, the thyroid, testes, the pancreas, the hypothalamus, and the adrenal gland. Hormones are messengers in the body that trigger responses to help control a variety of functions, including how your body uses food for metabolism, growth, your reproductive system, healing, your blood sugar levels, your mood, your body temp, and blood pressure. Now, when hormones don't act as they should, many normal body functions are changed, which can lead to diseases over time. So here I am declaring that there is a direct link between using fragrance, aka these endocrine disrupting chemicals, and the diseases that are now more and more prominent. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more in this episode. Now, for me personally, five years ago, I used to suffer from chronic migraines that would last anywhere from three to seven days at a time. It was affecting my work. I remember one time in a year 11 class, I, it was a Wednesday afternoon. I literally gave my class some work. My head was pounding that hard and I had to tell my class, I'm going to turn off the lights and put my head on the table. I mean, I don't work at a school anymore. I, the principal has since retired, so not that this information is going to get me in trouble, but it's literally what I had to do in that moment because my headaches, my migraines, I should say, were so bad. Now, I couldn't even sit up straight. 
because it would make me nauseous. Talking would make me nauseous. Driving would make me nauseous. So you can see how much my migraines were affecting my life. I had, like any other person, was conditioned to go to the doctors and they would give me prescriptions because the normal Panadol and Eurofin would not work on me. The prescriptions weren't working either. We did all the tests. I had CT scans. I even had MRI scans. And it wasn't until I started doing my own research. Now, I intuitively just stopped taking the prescription medications because I didn't like what they did to me. And even though they were supposed to help my migraine, they were actually affecting my ability to think straight and whatnot. So there was something in me um, that knew, um, I guess, about the negative effects of prescription medications. Now, throughout my healing journey, I've since learned that we don't treat the symptoms. It's all about finding the root cause. So I went on this real deep dive and I went real, like really, really down this rabbit hole in regards to how, why, why we have, why we get headaches and migraines and what is the root cause of this. And I was absolutely dumbfounded when I found out that the direct link in my own life was perfumes. Now, like any other woman, I had a designer perfume collection. I had Burberry, Chanel, YSL, Gucci. I mean, at one point, I am even embarrassed to say that I had a Justin Bieber perfume, for goodness sakes. But the moment I learned that there was a direct link between my hormones causing headaches and my perfumes, I literally threw them out. Now, I couldn't even bring myself to sell these perfumes or give them away because I was not going to be, you know, ethically and morally responsible for someone else being affected by such a thing. The effect here was really, really profound in my life because I then realized that everything around me contained fragrance. And to be honest with you, these so-called trade secrets by companies are what is driving um, a lot of us. And perfumes are so, they have such a power over us because of, you know, the manufacturers know we are suckers for smells, whether it be floral or musky or, you know, I remember when I met Nick, I'll never forget, you know, the, the perfume or the cologne that he wore. It's like that smell is associated with that memory that I have of him. But the moment I stopped using my perfumes, literally overnight, my headaches and migraines went away, just like that. My thyroid levels improved. My energy levels increased. I stopped having sleep problems. So the ripple effect was magnitude in my life. It was really, really big. And I was like, whoa, there is something big here. And how many times have you bought someone a perfume for their birthday? And how many times have you received perfume for your birthday? It's just so common. How many times have you gotten excited about going past duty-free at the airport, knowing that you're going to get your favorite perfume for that little bit cheaper? Or when Mother Day, Mother's Day comes around, certain perfumes happen to be on sale. It's what we do. It's, I guess it's not what we do, it's what society has conditioned us to do. That's really important here. Now, my intention in this episode is that by teaching you and educating you about the harmful effects of fragrance, that you simply stop using them. 
Now, this is not to say that you're going to start smelling because you don't. And there are many ways that you can actually go by living in a fragrance-free world and still smell amazing. My home, our home is completely fragrance-free and we always get comments about how fresh and, you know, amazing our house smells. I'm always complimented on how amazing I smell myself because I happen to make my own perfumes using essential oils and water. That's all you need. It is simple. It is way cheaper on the pocket, but putting money aside, it's more, it's at, we're at the point now where this is about our health. When I saw the effects in my life, I knew that I had a mission to tell and educate as many people as possible. Now, something that pisses me off is when people become aware of such a thing, they will, you know, mask or justify and say, oh, but I only wear the perfume on my skin. Well, let me tell you something about your skin. Anything that touches your skin gets absorbed into your bloodstream. So the link between applying perfume onto your shirt and then that shirt touching your skin and then that skin absorbing whatever was on the shirt goes directly into the bloodstream. I am not making this up. This is pure science. You can actually research this yourself, but I have done that for you. So please do not sit here and, you know, make up these petty little excuses about, oh, but it's only on my, my, my top or it's on my scarf. Honey, your glands are right there, right at your neck. Your breast tissue is actually absorbing some of these harmful cancer-causing chemicals. So please stop using them. It's, it's simple as that. And you know what? There are plenty of amazing companies out there that are now aware of this and they are creating you know, pure, natural, completely safe for your products. And I'm going to encourage you to start using them instead of these so-called designer cancer-causing perfumes. Now, there are literally thousands of household products that contain fragrances. Common household products that contain fragrance include laundry detergents, fabric softeners, dryer sheets, air fresheners, cleaning supplies, perfumes, lotions, hand soaps, shampoo and conditioner, body wash. The list goes on and on and on. Now, many of my clients are very surprised to learn that the body absorbs the chemicals in the fragrance when they're applied to the skin. And even when you smell a fragrance, such as those air fresheners, you are essentially breathing in chemicals which are easily absorbed by the lungs and reach the bloodstream within a few minutes. Now, believe it or not, because I get asked this question all the time, if I had to make one suggestion, because going low tox can be a little bit overwhelming. I remember when I started, I thought, oh shit, where do I start? And it was, there's so much information out there. And when you're overwhelmed, it actually stops you from making a decision. So I decided I'm going to start with my laundry because knowing that our skin, our skin is our biggest organ. I mean, the, there's a reason why we have such, um, you know, thick skin on certain parts of our body versus thinner skin, like for instance, under the eyes. Now, believe it or not, your fabric softener is the most harmful chemical substance in your home. And I'm not just fluffing up this info, no pun intended. There are countless of research studies done on this topic. Now, I don't need to tell you where the cleaning aisle is at the supermarket. You can literally smell it from a few aisles away. And that is done on purpose. 
we are conditioned to believe that that smell, that, that cleaning smell, it's very distinct. That, that means that things are clean. Now, I actually have a really famous fabric softener recipe that anytime I post this on my social media, my followers go mad for this. They're asking questions and they end up making it themselves. And I'm always receiving photos and videos of my clients using it. And the feedback is phenomenal. Citrus and vinegar, that is all you need. Two ingredients. And believe it or not, you're actually recycling one of them. Anytime we um, eat any citrus fruits, so we save the peels. So that would be oranges, lemons, limes, grapefruit, etc. What I then do is I keep a small bag in the freezer. And anytime I have a citrus peel, I put the peels in the freezer. Once I have enough to make a jar full or to, to fill a jar, basically, I bought a big jar from Kmart. I fill the jar up with the citrus peels. I then fill it up with or top it up with vinegar, just white distilled vinegar. And I let that jar sit in a cupboard for about two weeks. That then ferments. Once the two weeks is up, is up you'll notice that the vinegar has, or the, the citrus peels has blended with the vinegar. And what has happened here is you've essentially created your own concentrate, your own cleaner concentrate. So I then compost the citrus peels and I you I've got I've got this cute little jar a smaller jar that I've bought from Kmart as well and I put the reserve into the jar now in my washing machine that has now become my fabric softener no your clothes will not smell like vinegar that's always the first question I ask and secondly it is so refreshing because there are actually antibacterial and antiseptic agents in the citrus that has that then cleans the clothing, basically. It's really effective. Now, I actually, because I've stopped using all these chemicals, I've actually become way more sensitive and I can smell it on people. I have had people come over to my home or um, when I'm working in schools, I smell it on school uniform, especially whether people get it these dry cleaned or they're washed at home with fabric softener. It is so strong. It gives me an instant headache. Now, something I'm going to say is when you actually get a headache or you experience a symptom, that is your body's way of telling you something is not right. Something needs to change in the environment. And your fabric softener, because it is literally absorbed onto the clothes and that smell lingers, it's actually a chemical called phthalates that lingers and lasts, makes the, the smell last longer on the clothes. And so we're conditioned, like I said, to believe that this makes things cleaner, but that is actually what is causing so many of your health problems. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. So the question is, what is fragrance? Now, fragrance is defined by the FDA in America and the TGA in Australia. These are our governing bodies as a combination of chemicals that gives each perfume or cologne its distinct scent. Fragrance ingredients may be derived from petroleum or other raw minerals. Companies that manufacture perfume or cologne purchase fragrance mixtures from fragrance houses. And these are basically companies that specialize in developing fragrances to develop their own propriety blends. Now, in addition to scent chemicals that create the fragrance, 
Perfumes and colognes also contain solvents, stabilizers, UV absorbers, preservatives, and dyes. These additives are frequently, but not always, listed on product labels. In contrast, their chemical components in fragrance itself are protected as trade secrets and described on the label only as fragrance. So this is now the problem. In other personal care products, fragrances that are added also include the combination of ingredients that give the product a scent and that stabilizes the scent. These are typically only indicated on the term fragrance or parfum. You might have seen that on labels. Unfortunately, none of this comes close to perfumes. And I personally find it to be so ironic and it makes me really angry that most chemists and pharmacies sell perfumes. I mean, a, a, a pharmaceutical shop are supposed to be places where people go for helping their ailments. They sell prescription medications. However, it's modern day's biggest contradiction, knowing that they are selling these perfumes, that you essentially, it's like this cycle. It's like this little, you know, hamster in a wheel. You spray the perfume on your body you get headaches, you are forced to go back to the chemist to buy medication for your headache. And here we go, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You get the, 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 the deal here, we get the picture. Now the staggering research and connection between cancers and endocrine system related problems in both men and women is staggering. To arm you with the information you need to make safe product choices, I've actually compiled the top seven things manufacturers don't want you to know about fragrance safety. And then I'm going to provide you with some tips to help limit your exposure. Now, number one, fragrances are linked to a staggering number of health risks. Across multiple research studies, chemicals used to make fragrances are classified as allergens, hormone disruptors, asthma triggers, neurotoxins, and carcinogens. The punchline here is that fragrances are highly toxic. Number two, fragrances are commonly contained with such an ingredient that is phthalates, which I mentioned before, which are basically chemicals that help the scents last longer. Now, the health risks for phthalates are startling and include cancer, human reproductive and developmental toxicity, endocrine disruption, birth defects, and respiratory problems. These toxic villains are very hard to avoid because manufacturers are not required to list them on ingredient labels. Number three, fragrance chemicals, like other toxic chemicals, can pass from the skin and into the blood. Number four, Manufacturers are not required to list their fragrance ingredients on product labels. Often only one word, fragrance, is used on the label and can hide a cocktail of more than 100 toxic ingredients. This is because fragrances are considered to be so-called quote-unquote trade secrets. Number five, the fragrance industry regulates itself. This is very ironic because that means that safety testing does not have to be confirmed by regulators before products are sold to customers. Number six, so-called natural fragrances can be just as to toxic as synthetic fragrances. Number seven, 
whether it's in a cleaning product, deodorant, shampoo, or laundry detergent, fragrance chemicals aren't actually making your product perform better. This is the irony. They are just giving you that perception. We've been trained to think that clean has a smell when in truth, that's not the case. Fragrances are linked to so many profound health risks that avoiding them is probably the number one change you can make to reduce your family's exposure to toxic chemicals. Now, to avoid fragrances, a company called the Environmental Working Group advises that consumers read the word fragrance or parfum and translate it to mean hidden chemicals. I strongly believe that the safest choice is to always choose fragrance-free products. And I'm talking of things like nappy wipes, hand wipes, uh, moisturizers, uh, even dry shampoo. The list goes on and on. And you'd be very surprised once that you're now aware of this, of how many ingredients contain fragrance. Now, there are many steps that you can take right now to reduce your family's exposure to these harmful chemicals. I'm going to encourage you to download an app called the Chemical Maze for Android and iPhone, or if you just have an iPhone, an app called Think Dirty. I always look up the ingredients of a product in my app, the Chemical Maze, in order to see if the product is safe for me or not. I'm actually um, just perplexed and just always surprised. At, well, I used to be surprised now no longer because it's just so common about how many ingredients actually contain, contain petroleum. It has a few different words like petrolatum. Um, and I think there's a, another word. I'm, the name can't come to me now. But petroleum is actually cannot be absorbed by your body. So it actually gets stored in and around the organs and your body then has a long journey ahead that needs a, a lot of detoxing and limited exposure to such chemicals and that's why your environment is so important. Now before purchasing skin or body care products you can actually look up the ingredients in these apps or you can go directly to the environmental working groups website. They have a skin deep database where you can actually look up the ingredients. What I love about these apps is they have like a traffic light system of green, orange, and red, and they let you know what the ingredient is actually made of and what body parts it affects and what ailments it surfaces. So things like, um, for instance, Vaseline and pawpaw ointment, which is so common, or even Vicks, which actually is a petrochemical, are applied you know to your feet or to your chest or right under your nose however I would not like knowing that it's made of a petrochemical I would not purposely put chemicals or petrol directly onto my baby's skin neither would I do that on my own so this is where awareness and education about such a thing needs to be put out there and again if you literally are still using Vicks and such other products after listening to this, I'm sorry, but you really need to stop. And I'm, I'm, you know, consider this the big sign that you need because there is so much research, and I'm going to get to that in a moment about the direct links between such products and your health problems. Now, there are some incredible companies out there that have done the hard work for us, and they sell cleaning products without the nasties. These are the ones that I use in my home. 
We currently use Pleasant State. They're a beautiful company. They're an Australian company. All the companies, well, three of the companies I will mention are Australian. And Pleasant State have these beautiful bottles with these little pods you put into warm water. And once the pod dissolves, your cleaning product is ready to go. I've used their window cleaner, their surface spray. They've even got a bathroom cleaner. Um, and I've just started using their hand wash as well. And I'm so impressed with their products. It's also, it's also in glass bottles. So just knowing that I just need to buy the refills has been, it's a really easy concept. They've done the hard work for me. So I'm loving that. Another company is Zero, And there's another one called Shine spelled S-H-Y-N. I've used their products. I've actually literally on the chemical maze looked up every single ingredient. They've got this beautiful paste um, and their degreaser. Literally, like I'm so skeptical. I look before I buy something, I'm a conscious consumer. I look up the ingredients and I was very, very impressed with their products. Shine is an Aussie um, product. She's actually a local from my area, and I'm so impressed. Another um other ingredient company that I use is I would be the doTERRA cleaning range. I use the cleaner concentrate. Um, I use that to mop the floors, especially with and um the surface spray bottle as well. But the reason that I use doTERRA on the floors is because their chemicals or the ingredients are safe for our bunnies. If you know me, you know, we've got um, five beautiful bunny rabbits and they free roam the house. And so if you've got pets or young babies, it's really important that you are extremely mindful of the ingredients that you're using in your floor mop because you actually absorb it through the skin and then that goes, like we said before, directly into your bloodstream. Now, with pets, unfortunately, they don't wear socks, as cute as that may be, that may seem. I'm just imagining my little bunnies walking around with socks. But they actually have no protection, and neither do your dogs and cats. So therefore, anything that's on the floor gets absorbed. Now, if you're using... Um, cleaning products like Pino Clean and Dettol and I don't even know the names of other brands because I don't use them anymore. Unfortunately, these actually contain some endocrine disrupting chemicals in there that are directly linked to your hormone problems, which cause, like we said before, a multitude of other issues in the body. Now, if you're starting out and you want to go completely natural, you could also try the simple two-ingredient fix, which is bicarb and vinegar. You can use this to clean your sink, your bench tops, your bathroom, um, you, even your windows your and your glass mirrors. You just need vinegar and water. It is much, much safer for you and your pets, and it's easier, it's cheaper on the pocket, and it will it actually does the trick. It, people think, oh, you know, you don't get the same cleaning effect. Trust me, I am a double Virgo, sun and moon sign in Virgo. So I'm like a pedantic OCD cleaner. And trust me, my house is clean. Now, some tips for you to help you um, in this process would be, I'm going to encourage you to start reading your labels carefully and avoid products with the word fragrance, perfume or parfum on the bottle. You want to opt for fragrance-free products whenever possible and be aware that some products labeled as unscented may still contain chemicals that mask the scent of fragrances. So this is why having the apps is really handy. So if you're standing at the supermarket and you're about to buy a product or you're buying a product online, having the app there is going to help you decide for yourself whether this product is good for you or not. 
Now you want to avoid at all costs air fresheners, air deodorizers, scented plugging types of products, fragrance oils, fragrance melting wax and potpourri. The next thing is car fresheners. Now this would be especially, well, really it's all seasons because in summer you've got the aircon on and then in winter it's too cold to open the window so you've got the heater on. But with car fresheners, you're actually locking yourself in into like a chemical room because the, especially if the windows are not open. So avoid them. I actually have a wooden peg that I use as my car freshener. I, you know, clip the peg in to the aircon vent and then I add a couple drops of essential oil. And then because it's a wooden peg, it then releases the scent as needed. And I top it up once a week with a couple drops of oil. Now, instead of scented candles, opt for solid beeswax candles that are unscented or you can simply buy an electronic diffuser and then use some pure essential oils. Essential oils is another like whole topic on its own. There are unfortunately so many brands out there that manipulate the fragrance element with essential oils. Um, I personally use doTERRA, but there are a few others that are completely pure. So I'm going to encourage you to do your research there. Now, you want to avoid scented markers, glues, and scented craft supplies, um, even if they claim to be non-toxic, because unfortunately, the fragrance contained in such a thing aimed at, it's like the marketing is aimed at young kids, is really, really unhealthy. Now, this is actually um, rather concerning because in the last few years, the developmental and puberty age of um, young girls especially has been getting lower and lower in terms of their age. And this is because of the exposure to such a thing. You want to also opt for fragrance-free shampoo, conditioners, body wash, hand soaps and lotions. Um, in another episode, I'll, I'd like to discuss um, you know, a range of um, ways that you can make your own um, you know, body wash, hand soaps, lotions, and that sort of thing. And and then do like another one where I will encourage you to look at certain brands that I use. Like I use Leaf um, products. I love their body products, their shampoo, their, shampoo, their body wash. Um, and there are a few others out there. And then when I am really bothered, I actually make my own. So there are, there are way, always ways around this. And it is easy once you know what you're doing. You want to avoid using perfumes and colognes, especially when pregnant or around your children. Now, this is something that Nick and I have spoken about. And when we have kids, we will actually set a rule that if you, you're welcome to visit us for those that are in our family and friendship circles, but we will actually say, please refrain from wearing perfume um, and cologne when visiting. Um, and the reason for this is because babies have... They, it takes them a while to develop, like they're in their developmental stage. And for them to be breathing in such harmful toxic chemicals is would be like the worst thing you can do to a baby. And I'm even referring to like our fur babies, anytime, you know, they're at the vets um, and they, you know, the vet or the vet nurse happen to be wearing perfume, their bunnies come home and then for like a whole week, 10 days, two weeks, they smell of that perfume. And so it actually lingers. And so I'm always like, because you can't wash bunnies, I'm, you know, wetting my hands, I'm rubbing them, rubbing them, rubbing them as much as I can so that I absorb the, the perfume or the cologne because I don't want them affected by it. So if you've got young kids or young babies, please be really mindful about what you are wearing around them and the environment. 
Now you want to choose fragrance-free laundry detergents and fabric softeners and dryer sheets. Um, I've actually been using the brand Dirt for my laundry detergent. It's a laundry liquid and I have loved this. It does the job. It's um, completely, the ingredients are completely clean. And actually one bottle lasts me a long time. I think I've had like, um, a, it comes in like a recycle, uh, not a recyclable, like a, like a bag, um, a refillable bag. That's the word I'm looking for. And it's actually lasted me like two years and I do washes maybe twice a week. So depending on your use and how, how much you need, it will go a long way. And the last thing I have here is you want to avoid scented toys, especially for infants who may put these in their mouth. So, you know, babies and pets are really, really important. Now, speaking of babies, something that really concerns me is the direct link between cleaning chemicals and unborn babies. Until recently, scientists believed that the placenta shielded the developing baby from most chemicals and pollutions in the environment. However, a new study from the United States has found that the cord blood is actually carrying hazardous chemicals to unborn babies. In a study for the environmental working group in two major labs, they tested babies for 413 chemicals. The results came back that babies' umbilical cords contain an average of 200 industrial chemicals and pollutants. Now, the cord blood reflects what is being carried through the placenta. And this shows that man-made chemicals that have entered the woman's bodies are being passed directly to the unborn baby. Now, although altogether 287 chemicals were detected in umbilical cord blood, and over 200 of nine of these have never been detected before in cord blood. So this is a new staggering find. 180 of these carcinogenic are carcinogenic, so directly linked to cancer as toxins, and they are toxic to the brain and the nervous system. Now, 208 of these chemicals cause birth defects or abnormal development in animal tests. The chemicals found included eight PFs, um, chemicals used as stain and oil repellents in fast food packaging, clothes and textiles, including things like Teflon chemical, PFOA, and dozens of widely used flame retardants. So you can see here how really important our environment is and the things that we are exposed to. Now, society is responsible to ensure that newborn babies are not polluted. A developing baby depends on adults for protection, nutrition, and survival. And as a society, we have a responsibility to ensure that babies do not enter this world pre-polluted with over 200 industrial chemicals in their blood. The umbilical cord carries not only the building blocks of life, but also a steady stream of industrial chemicals that cross the placenta as readily as residues from cigarettes and alcohol. I'm sorry, but the, this for me says enough. And unborn babies are far more vulnerable than adults because their defense systems are incomplete and they are incapable of detoxifying and extracting industrial chemicals. I mean, I actually read an article the other day that stipulated that newborn babies' livers don't actually function um, for, I think it was, was it three or eight days? I can't remember now. But 
that's like three days or, you know, just, let's just say a week of not having liver function. So the body has to work extra hard or you want it like in order to not make it work hard, you want to limit. And when I say limit, like literally zero out any chemicals that the baby is exposed to. The blood brain barrier is immature in babies and porous therefore making the developing brain more exposed to chemicals. And that's why you need to make a stance. Now, some facts about human health trends and direct links between fragrance and your health. And the big one would be the big C word, and that would be cancer. Now, in the last year in particular, I have known one, two, four, five, people that I personally know be diagnosed no six actually six people and for me that is six too many I mean when we were growing up you would you know hear of one person like a distant person but for me six in the last year that is very concerning now cancer incidence has steadily increased over the decades for many forms of the disease and we're talking breast prostate testicular leukemia, lung cancer, brain cancer, like there are many, many, many types. The incidence of childhood cancer has increased by 38% since 1975. And that is the, sh the sharpest rise, sorry, is estimated for brain and other nervous system cancers, including leukemia. The incidence of testicular cancer also rose by 66%. Now, this is huge. Now, with breast cancer, among girls born today, one in seven is expected to get breast cancer and one in 30 is expected to die from it. Invasive female breast cancer has increased by 25%. Now, if trends continue in this way, the granddaughters of today's young women, that would probably be you, guys listening to this could face a one in four chance of developing breast cancer I mean that that's just too much you have to start asking questions what is the link here I'm sorry but where we are spraying perfume directly onto our neck and on you know onto the decolletage around your your chest area that's been absorbed directly onto the breast area Please stop using fragrance. This is your, like, I am shouting this out from the rooftops. Testicular cancer is another area of concern. And this has actually risen by 41% since 1973. And it's actually the most common cause of cancer in men aged 15 to 35. Other major nervous system disorders have um, research indicated that a rise in autism is increasing and is now almost 10 times higher than the mid-1980s. And the number of children being diagnosed and treated for ADD and ADHD has also increased dramatically. So earlier when I spoke about endocrine-disrupting hormone uh, chemicals that affect your hormones, this is what is like the direct links here. So these, this is very concerning. Now, girl, girls, as I said before, may be reaching puberty earlier based on comparing current appearance of their breast development, like, you know, working in 
like primary schools or, you know, there are some girls who are like year five, year six that have started to develop breasts. To me, that is way too young. I know women or young girls can get their period anywhere from, you know, like used to be like 11, 12, you know, 13, 14, 15. But now we're hearing reports of girls being seven and eight years old you know, starting their period, that is way too early. They are, they are literally still a child. Now, the thyroid is a small but vitally important endocrine gland located in the base of the neck. And it releases a steady stream of hormones that are intrinsically involved in the regulation of metabolism, as well as endocrine, cardiovascular, neurological and immune function. Despite the powerful role the thyroid plays in the body, it is quite susceptible to damage from influences such as environmental toxins. This is due in part to the fact that several categories of environmental toxins bear a structural similarity to thyroid hormones. In addition, the thyroid gland has a naturally high affinity for halogens and metals. While this affinity is intended to draw iodine and selenium in the thyroid for the production and metabolism of thyroid hormones, it can also lead to the accumulation of harmful halogens and metals within the gland. The type of toxins that affect the thyroid are thus primarily substances that mimic thyroid hormone structure, contain halogens or are heavy metals. The rise in thyroid issues amongst women especially and I am actually hearing of men having this is again really really concerning the link is literally made perfumes and fragrance cleaning chemicals to these diseases so what do you do do you continue on living this way no you literally cut out what is causing you harm it is simple math it's a simple equation what is causing this we know what is causing this once you know what's causing it, you emit it, you stop it. And therefore, you will literally notice your health concerns improving. And I do want you to reach out to me. Let me know your concerns about this. Does this surprise you? Let me know in the comments. Your genes actually play a really important role in your health. But guess what? So do your behaviors and your environment, such as what you eat and how physically active you are. Now, a term I'm going to raise here is called epigenetics. You may ha never have heard of this word before because it is now starting to make um, its, its name out there. Epigenetics is the study of how your behaviors and environment can cause changes that affect the way your genes work. Now, the word epi means on or above in Greek. And epigenetic describes factors beyond the genetic code. Epigenetic changes are modifications to DNA that regulate whether genes are turned on or off. So loosely defined, epigenetics is the belief that you can alter your genetics by modifying your behavior, not by taking medications. Now, the concept of people being able to heal themselves without drugs defies the mission of big pharmaceutical companies driven by profit margins and ever large sales figures. I'm going to reference Dr. Bruce Lipton here. 
um, who states a minimum of one third of all medical intervention is a placebo effect. And that's the result of positive thinking and not of drugs. Now, the flip side to the placebo effect is negative thinking or the nocebo effect. It's equally powerful in regard to affecting your biology as is positive thinking, but it works in the opposite direction. Another doctor I'm going to encourage you to look up would be Dr. Joe Dispenza, who teaches about this because your body is the placebo. You actually have everything you need within your body, but you just need to learn how to basically maneuver this, how to work this so-called machine that is your body. Now, there is a great resistance from pharmaceutical companies against this idea. I mean, epigenetics requires a healing of the consciousness. And that is something that drug companies cannot sell for any price. The influence of the pharmaceutical companies is enormous. And so their refusal to, to accept epigenetics is a main reason many people have not heard of it. In fact, drug, drug companies even determine the curriculum in medical schools. This is how far and how deep this goes. So we can actually spend all day and night talking about this, but we'll leave that for another day. Now, medications may not even be as helpful as we are led to believe. When I had my uh, migraine saga, the doctors were only concerned about the symptoms. They never, not once, asked me about my environment. They never asked me about my what foods I was eating, uh, my sleeping habits. They were just like, okay, what are you experiencing? Okay, here's a prescription. And to me, I have a big problem with that because we should never, ever be worried about treating the symptom. We should always find out what is causing the problem. Now, pharmaceuticals actually kill. They're responsible for killing about 300,000 people per year. And to me, that's 300,000 too many. So the question is whether you need to take a medication in order to reap its attended benefit. The answer is no. You have to change your consciousness because you already manufacture every equivalent of a drug right now. And this is why your environment, aka the toxins that you are exposed to, is really important. So removing the toxins from your environment is going to have that effect on you. Epigenetics has the potential to change your life by making you happier and healthier with a greater sense of spiritual well-being. And this is why opting for low-tox cleaning products, making your own perfumes and such is the way to go because there is a direct link. And if I am able to, you know, cure my migraines, then you are able to cure any ailment you have. Don't diss it because of my experience, but I really, really am going to encourage you to stop using your perfumes for, you know what, try it for a week, try it for 10 days, see how you start feeling a little bit different and then come back to me and let me know how you go. I really thank you for being with me here for this episode. I hope you learned something and I'm really, um, you know, setting that intention that you are able to make the changes in your life because of this newfound awareness and you are able to reap the benefits through your health and its impact on your home and your body. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please leave a rating. That would mean the world to me. And I would love it for you to reach out and let me know what you thought of it. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.